Hello, my name is Gary Shotton, and I'm here as a part of Inspiring Better Business. And today, we're going to talk about riches. And I'm going to approach this from a standpoint that is while I was reading a well-documented book, one of the most famous books ever printed in this world, I ran across a chapter, really it was a, a book inside this book, that was, that was so focused on riches and how we should view riches, I thought I should share that with you. And uh, it's kind of, the, the story is this, is that there was a, a very popular uh, speaker, there was many people clinging to this speaker to be heard, to, to hear them speak and teach, and he taught, and a, a, another individual actually documented one of these uh, speeches for us to read now. And so it goes that there was uh, two brothers, apparently they were in a lock legal battle about how their inheritance should be split. And one brother was feel, feeling quite uh, cheated, uh, was feeling that his not getting his side of the inheritance. And so this individual, this person that was seeking their, their proper inheritance, was petitioning the, the, the master teacher and saying, what shall I do about that? Is this fair? How, how do I approach this so I get my fair share of money? Well, it's interesting the reply that was given, and you should know right away here that the book is the book of Luke, and it's the third book of the Bible, and the rich young individual was the person approaching Jesus, and Jesus was a very, very popular speaker at that time. So let's go for it. Uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 1. In the meantime, when there was gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod upon one another, Jesus began to speak. Wow. You, we have large auditoriums and we have speakers, but there was a lot of people there, uh, innumerable. Now, I can't say there was hundreds of thousands because one speaker without uh, some kind of a communications technology probably wouldn't be able to speak. But they could not count how many people were there. So there's a lot of people. And in verse 15 of chapter 12, it says that Jesus, this is all red, red letter, he said unto them, take heed, now this is to this individual that wanted his inheritance, take heed, beware of covetousness. Coveting is, is, is desiring strongly something that somebody else has. Somebody else has a bigger house. Somebody has a better car. Somebody has a better position. And it's been uh, well documented in the Bible that if we're not to covet something, we should be satisfied with what we have. And so Jesus gives us a strong beware of that. And he says, life consists not in the abundance of things which you possess. Wow! Is that not past the test of time? Who thinks that our entire life, although there are people that view it this way, that their status symbol is so marked and so uh, identifiable by their personal net worth, or whether they're listed in the top wealthiest people in the city, or in the county, or in the, in the state, or in the world. We have somebody in our, our city that's listed in the top 50th richest people in the world. Well, that's cool, but life, it does not consist of that. There's so many things that money can't buy. Why would we get all hung up with 
just getting more money. And especially, especially when you're over a debate on an inheritance. And you will see that this individual that's making this challenge, they already have lots of possessions. So let's read on, verse 16. And so Jesus spoke in this parable unto them, saying, the ground is what of, uh, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. See, this individual, you'll see here, was, was kind of bragging, if you want to say. There was kind of acknowledging already, look how much I have accumulated. Look how wealthy I am. And Jesus says, no, you didn't accumulate this. The ground is what raised these fruits and vegetables and grains, whatever it is. The ground, you just learned the laws to plant and seed and harvest. That's, you're, you're taking credit where credit isn't due. And verse 17, it says, and, and he thought within himself, this individual's thought inside, thinking, have you ever talked to yourself a little bit? Yeah, I have. I've talked to God, and then I've talked to myself, and talked myself in and out of something. But he's talking to himself, and he says, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. What am I going to do? I want this inheritance. I'm battling from somebody that over a battle of these, this, this inheritance, and I, I have no room to bestow and put this extra. And then he says, this individual says to himself, this will I do. I will tear down or pull down my barns. So he's got, already got barns. He's probably already got them full, and he's going to build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. Key word here, my, my, my. I've accumulated this. I want more. I want, I want my, my fair inheritance. I'm going to go to battle. I'm going to have a fight. You know, this happens in modern day times all the time. At some point, Christians and non-Christians, but I'm talking to the Christian world, when is enough enough? When are you going to stop playing a game of being a goal to be the richest man in town? The, the riches is not the answer. That's what Jesus is talking about. And this individual is just piling more and more and more on him. And then, then uh, the idea would be, if, uh, if I will say to my soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. You know, I have some individuals I've heard uh, talk about their goal was to lay up enough in investments that their children, their children's children, and possibly every generation into the future would never have to work. Because grandpa or this individual I heard of was able to create such wealth to pass it on. I'm not in that camp. I don't know that that's a good plan. I know that's not a good plan because there's a satisfaction comes with personally achieving things on your own. It's not that there's a, the end result is not is not the goal. The process is what's it rewarding. And so in this pursuit of a, a, a provision, let's not try to. Uh, be the winner of so much money that, as it says here, that there will be much goods for up for many years. Ta then why? Take thine ease. In other words, kick back, relax, eat, drink, and be merry. You know, when you have plenty of money and there's eating and drinking and being merry, merry I doubt if you're in there working, and there's probably a lot of pitfalls that are going to come your way that be very destructive to your life, very destructive to your family. I've seen it happen. 
There's a joy in fulfilling God's plan through work, and that's part of God's plan in 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 gaining provisions. Uh, there's the verses that talk about that 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 uh, uh, that uh, if a person doesn't provide for their own household, they could be considered worse than an infidel, worse than a non-Christian. So we should be working with our hands, and and there's where it goes here. But God said unto him, "Thou fool." He called this individual a fool. I don't want to ever be called a fool by God. Why would I be, oh, that would be horrible. Why would I go to, to, to any form of encounter with God? And he says, you're stupid, you're a fool. No, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. He's just predicting that that night was his last night on this earth. And at least be thinking about that. How much, uh, what is my purpose for, for provision? What is my purpose for money? That's a big question. So verse 21, so he that layeth up riches for himself and is not rich towards God. I want to be rich toward God, not rich in this earth's currency. I don't want to lay up so much money that it's a problem for my kids. I, 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 I want to accomplish what God has and then have a purpose for the money God's trusted me with. Well, I thank you for being a part of Inspiring Better Business. I think this is just a little bit of a book review, the book of Luke in the New Testament about the Luke with a medical doctor. He gave a lot more details than Matthew, Mark, and John. And in this, we read a part of the biography of someone recording the life of Jesus. Uh, a speaker that had innumerable multiple multitude of people following him, and he authored the Bible, which is no question, by far nothing any close closer than, than uh, this book is the most printed book in the world ever. So you want to be a speaker, you want to be an author, uh, might consider serving God. Thank you for being a part of Inspiring Better Business.